0: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Gishay, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. All right, y'all, it is just you and me today. I went back and forth a lot on just pushing out episodes as normal, uh, suspending airing episodes at all, or doing something like this and talking to you one-on-one. And obviously, ultimately, this is where I landed. We are living in a really weird time right now. Uh, We're in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of us are quarantined. We are confused. We don't know necessarily what the future holds our kids are out of school we're working from home it's just there's a lot of things at play right now and I don't pretend to have the answers I absolutely don't I have had a lot of really hard days if I'm being totally honest I wish that I could sit here and tell you that I have held on to hope and to faith exclusively and have kept my eyes on Jesus through the last what week that I've been in quarantine, but I haven't and I have struggled and have wrestled. And a lot of the time, all I've been able to kind of come to Instagram and offer you has been solidarity, uh, a sense of, yeah, yeah, me too. My brain is struggling. I am tired. I am afraid. I don't know what's coming. Um, but This morning, actually, I was digging into the Word, as I do, honestly, most mornings. But this morning, it just... It hit a little bit different. And it felt like we kind of broke through some of the fear fog that had been surrounding my brain. And in that moment was kind of when I decided, okay, I... I can come to the plate with this stuff and I can, I can share this with my people. And so I want to start this by doing something that I don't think I've ever really done to open an episode, even though it's been forever since I've done any kind of solo episode. But I want to read a chunk of scripture. I want to read a chunk out of Romans 8. I want to do 18 through, what is this? 28. I know that sounds like a lot. Uh, Please don't check out. (laughs) I want to read the message version of this because I know that a lot of our brains are at max capacity, mine included. And I think that God is totally fine with us stripping down his word and making it easy for our minds to absorb. And so days like today I'm really thankful for the message version of the Bible. I know that people can get really snarky and judgmental about it but I think that it is really beneficial. It's a it's a good amount of scripture but I gosh I want you to listen to this guys. I want you to if you can really take these words in because they shifted so much for the, me this morning and I hope that they can do that for you as well. So this is Romans 8, 18 through 28, the message version. That is why I don't think there is any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it is not only around us, it is within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within We are also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows far better than we know ourselves knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That is why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Y'all, we are groaning. The earth is groaning and its people are groaning. We are desperate for deliverance and we are tired of waiting. And Paul's words here, they tell us that we are going to suffer. Paul, in all of his writing, never tried to act like we weren't going to suffer. And this is a flaw in modern Christianity. It is deeply embedded and threatens to rip it apart. The idea that because we trust Jesus with our lives, we won't suffer. I mean, think about what Paul suffered Think about what Paul went through. He was whipped, he was beaten, he was stoned, shipwrecked, robbed, imprisoned. The man's life was hard. If there had been a coronavirus outbreak, he would have been a part of it. And when you look at the way that he lived his life, it is even more ridiculous that we could ever hold that truth. That by loving Jesus, we are exempt from hard things. But even still, Paul considered future glory to far outweigh his present sufferings. And what's crazy and what's cool is that we have the same promise. Even with all of the awful things Paul experienced, largely just for spreading the gospel, the glory to come was nothing comparatively. And I never want to downplay our present troubles today in the midst of a pandemic it is scary and it is hard and it is stretching us so far past our capacity so since you love this podcast i wanted to introduce you to another one i think you'll really enjoy confidently she is hosted by the incredible body confidence coach rebecca biggie who is welcoming women into christ-like confidence that does more than just make us feel good but actually impacts the way we view ourselves and the way we interact with the world Confidently She is a refreshing, consistent reminder that women are worth so much more than beauty and that our feminine hearts are an essential part of God's plan for the world. Check out Rebecca and listen to Confidently She anywhere you listen to podcasts. But the future glory still outweighs this. The good to come still outweighs this. And we have to hold on to that. And we have to hold on to and believe that that is true. And we have to tell other people that it's true. This is nothing compared to the good that is coming within Jesus. And that is where I want to see the church land in the midst of this pandemic. We have to acknowledge that this sucks. We have to acknowledge that the suffering is real and that this is hard. That lives are being lost and jobs are being lost. That normalcy is non-existent we have to know that nothing this world can throw at us will ever touch the glory awaiting we need hope and i love how paul approaches this like uh just fyi like hoping in something that you can see isn't hope it's so basic but it's so true like this is probably borderline controversial but finding hope in the fact that the pandemic is clearing in China that's not hope that's knowing the facts and it makes you feel better hope is knowing that no matter what is happening here God has you and he has your future and the even better news is that when you can't do it The Holy Spirit will. This is one of my favorite biblical concepts and one that I've just recently learned about. The idea that when we don't have the words, when we straight up do not know how to pray, even the most technical translation of Romans 8 says that. When we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes. When we are weak and we do not know what to ask for, God himself, through the Holy Spirit, helps by making intercession for us. Y'all, think about that. Right now, in whatever capacity that COVID-19 is touching your life, if you don't have the words, if you can't muster them up, if you feel like your brain is broken, you don't have to. When we are weak and we don't know how, not if, when. So there's no shame there's no shame in being weak and not knowing how to pray and not knowing what to ask for. Because Paul says when, not if. When we are weak and we don't know how, then the Holy Spirit intercedes with groanings, the CSB version says. Not with pithy, peppy prayers that are like, hey God, like things are great, but like, I mean, it's fine. No, it, he groans on our behalf. He communicates where we really are and what we really need. And it's not grumbling. It's not complaining. It is the deep groaning within our souls that cannot be articulated apart from the interceding work of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about y'all, but that is bravery. Bravery is opening up your hands and saying, I don't know how to pray about this. My husband is out of work and I don't know how to pray about it. My kids are missing months of school and I don't know how to pray about it. I am scared and I don't know what the future of my country looks like and I don't know how to pray about it. And the Holy Spirit taps in and says, I got you. I got you. And he groans and he intercedes and he asks on our behalf. And I think now more than ever, we have to lean in on that. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to be it all. You don't have to act like you can. Because you serve a God that wants to do all of this right alongside you, within you, and for you. So I don't know if that meets you where you are. I know that it is exactly what what my heart needed today. Is that... Suffering is inevitable. Suffering is not a consequence for sin because all of the consequences for our sin were nailed to a cross. We suffer because we live in a broken world. But the future glory (laughs) that awaits us because we're in Christ, none of this can even touch it. And that thought, sustains me as bad as things are right now it's so much better he has so much better for us and in it right now he has given us everything we need to walk through it he comes alongside us in the form of the spirit And holds our arms up when we can't even hold our arms up for ourselves. Much less for other people. And he intercedes. And he groans on our behalf. And he goes to God. And he tells them. Tells him our heart. I don't know. That's just really beautiful. (laughs) Overwhelmingly so. And it has given me a lot of peace and hope and rest. And I hope that it does the same for you. So I'm going to close by praying for us. And then we will be back with a normal interview next week. Father God, I thank you for one another. I thank you for the sense of community and unity that we are seeing in the middle of this crisis. I thank you for restoring our faith in humanity. Even in the midst of of really scary times. I thank you for the ways that people are showing up and stepping up and loving one another. And that that is a picture of you. And I thank you for the way that the church has shown up, Lord. I thank you that people's feeds are being flooded with live streams of churches and that people are connecting. And I just pray That you would use something as scary and as hard and as confusing as the coronavirus to change the world. I pray that you would use it to change the world. Lord, I pray that you would help us remember that you sustain us. And that we don't have to ask you to sustain us because you already are doing it. And you have given us everything we need for life and godliness. And I just pray that we would live out of that when the future seems to only hold doubt. When our kids are making us crazy. When we feel like we are going to actually lose our minds from cabin fever, Lord. You sustain us in all of those things. And you meet us in all of those things. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we just ask that you would help us live in it and walk in it. Father, we know that you are good. We know that you are faithful and that you are unchanging. Even when the world seems like it's all falling apart, that doesn't change you. And we know that. And we thank you for that, Lord. Amen. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening that'd be awesome all right see you next week Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com.